Welcome back! It's We Watch Sports, the podcast whose New Year's resolution will have to wait until next year. I'm your host, one of them, Graham. And I'm the other, Andy. And we are happy to be here. How was, uh, how, what, Super Bowl, how was it? It was, uh, it was good. I didn't have the amount of dip that I wanted, but I did have, um, both garlic bread and cheesy bread. Ooh, how many layers were in that dip? In my perfect world, a baker's dozen. <laughs> and it starts and ends with refried beans. Okay, so you do, that was my next question, is do you repeat any layers? I think you have to when you get up into the teens. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. how much stuff can you really put in a dip? Really, if you just have like guac refried beans cheese salsa more guac pretty much you're set yeah can you make it like what if you put a layer of chips in the middle would that work what kind of what kind of chips um potato i mean are you thinking like a dorito sour cream and onion just a plain chip what are you thinking i'm thinking my new favorite chip okay as of last night oh boy Kettle brand, okay. Okay, yep. Peppercini flavor. Wow. Good. They're good? Oh, game changer. I ate a whole bag. Well, oh, you ate a whole bag of My chips. My tongue is literally raw. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so gross, but It was not one of accurate. the little, like, Subway-sized bags either. It was a full... You did a full bag a grocery of Grocery store bag of... Kettle chips. What were you doing while you ate a full grocery store bag of kettlebell chips? I was kettle playing chips. FIFA on the Switch. Okay. And Did I that... also ate an entire sleeve of uh, Starburst. What's your favorite color, Starburst? I I buy the Favreds one, which is all you the just... different red colors. Okay. Have you ever had that? I have not. I'm not a huge Starburst fan. Like I like them when they're around, but I don't go out of my way to like get them. I knew I couldn't trust you. But my favorite is probably the pink one. Yeah. Or the yellow one. Wow. Controversial. It is. But I really like the I like lemon. So I like the flavor of lemon. You've always been a big uh, lemon custard fan, haven't you? Big. You know, they called me lemon meringue in high school for a variety <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> I bought a protein bar today that is actually lemon meringue flavored. Mm. Which... I'm sure will not be good, but it at least um, at least I'm trying to do the right things by buying protein bars. I feel like artificial flavors, lemon is yeah. one to stay away from. But yeah, well, it's probably going to taste like Pledge. Um, as long as it tastes better than anything banana. Oh, see, I like fake banana. I like Laffy Taffy banana. That's fake banana. That's good. I get the banana flavoring sometimes on snow cones. Ooh. Yeah. You know what does not have a good banana flavor? And I don't even What's know that? if this still exists. Runts. Okay. I see. I'd have to disagree. I oh. like the bananas and runts. I would just get a whole bag of just the bananas, which I realize makes me sound like a sociopath, but I would have done it. I mean, you are, so it's okay. Well, that's fair. So we have a jam-packed episode today. We got a lot to talk about. The biggest so weekend much... in sports was last weekend, which is the it Super was. Bowl. We got to talk about it. It was. Um, we had the Super Bowl. There's been a bunch of stuff in the world of sports this week. But as always, I think the most important thing for us to do first is to provide some value to our audience. Yep. And we do that every week by reading a letter that you or somebody you care about has written in for us. So this week we have a new email, and if you would like to email us, remember there are a lot of these that come through, but we are watching sports at gmail.com is where you can email in any question you believe is about sports, turns out it actually is, or just want life advice. Um, you can email us there. And try and stand out. We get a lot of things, so make it a good question. Yeah, just don't um, don't stand out physically by like sending in a nudie or something. Or do. 
but or do yeah i probably yeah this one you could... uh, comes from the great state and region of eastern iowa you know it's crazy that it feels like that's maybe where our biggest base of customers is seems to be this one is actually this is noteworthy because this is our first uh physical letter that we received in the mail yeah which is odd because we haven't given out a physical address yeah but somehow and i think when you hear that who this person is it makes sense how they were able to figure it out using computers yeah that makes sense yeah okay here we go dear sports just kidding. It was Don. <laughs> that was Don immediately. I don't think that's who this letter was from. I thought it said Don, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It says Dear Sports. <laughs> Dear Sports. My name is Greg. My friends call me Greg. I currently run a small computer repair empire in eastern Iowa. My question is simple, but my feelings, gentlemen, my feelings are not. Whilst watching TNT, because they know drama, it was mentioned that there was a slam dunk contest, which I thought I would do well in, because my wife always tells me that saying yes to my proposal was a slam dunk. <laughs> However... I have never quite understood what she meant, and if I should be scared or not. Thank you, kind sirs. Fondly, CEO of Deets Corp, Gregory Deets. Wow, a CEO of a computer empire needs our help. That wow. makes me feel really great. Wow. <sighs> so I think there's a lot to there's a lot to dig into here. The first is Graham. How often are you watching TNT? Um, I'm trying to think of something less than zero. Okay. But I can't. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly watch TNT, but I've heard they know drama and they do have the NBA on. So I'll watch TNT for that. Is I feel like TNT is on the same level as the USA network. Well, don't go hating the USA network. There's a lot of fine quality programming on the USA network. Okay. Touche. They did have but burn notice. They did. Uh, which, how could you not love burn notice? <laughs> so this question, there's a lot of things in this letter, but I, I think the question is fairly straightforward. What does it mean when somebody says something is a slam dunk? Hmm. Well, if they're speaking literally... It's a basketball term. It is. Um, it's when somebody, rather than throwing the ball at the hoop, they jump and just put it right in the basket. They do. And they typically hang on the rim. Yep. And showboat. Yeah. And gloat. And if you're Shaquille yeah. O'Neal, you break the backboard. The entire thing. Shatter it. Uh here's the thing though is i wonder if a lot of people that use this terminology actually watch basketball or if it if it's just permeated throughout culture so much so that it stands for it really stands for something that's easy right yeah i think that's what it means is that when you look at the percentage of shots that go in in basketball a slam dunk is a relatively high percentage chance that it will count for points and so when I hear that phrase being used that way, I think of a slam dunk as something that's easy to say yes to. Mm. Um, so I think in this one, saying yes to Greg's proposal, that's like an absolutely, I would say yes, you're CEO of a computer company. Why would I say no? I think you're dead on. Yeah. Now, the other thing he mentions, which is a good segue, is the slam dunk contest, which also is getting ready to happen in a couple weeks. Ooh, which is an activity of what sporting event? It's of the National Basketball Association, otherwise known as the NBA. And it's part of the All-Star Weekend. It is. About the halfway point of their season, uh, they take a break and they play like an All-Star game 
but then they also have different contests and probably the most popular contest is the slam dunk contest which is where four or five different guys from different teams do these really creative dunks uh trying to win and become the best dunker for that year and just about anybody that enjoys basketball probably can tell you one of their favorite slam dunk contests that they've seen at some point yeah and it's it's fun because there's usually some pretty fabulous dunks i remember yeah i mean blake griffin jumped over a kia an entire kia like that's not a small car that's a mid-sized car i like it yeah it had power windows i think too <laughs> so thank you for writing in greg uh i hope that answers your question just don't become a workaholic at yeah that, take it easy greg at deeds corp yeah um, make sure that you treat your wife uh, with the respect and love she deserves. Mm-hmm. So, what was your absolute favorite commercial from the Super Bowl? It's a great question, and it's the one that people normally will ask after the Super Bowl if you're watching it just for the commercials. To me, there were two I enjoyed quite a bit. Okay. Um, I liked the Walmart one with all of the different like movie vehicles that were used. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. Because uh, it had Bill and Ted in it, or just, I guess, two Bills. Somebody um, uh, at my party made mention of how expensive that com- commercial must have been. Like, just yeah, on all the rights along, and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I like that one quite a bit. I feel like you also have to mention the Baby Nut commercial just because it was so strange and it made me laugh. But I feel like everyone is trying to pick that as their favorite commercial the baby mr peanut one yeah so mr peanut was murdered um he was put into the ground he was reborn as baby nut and then when he opened his mouth he made a noise like a dolphin so they're i mean i hated that commercial only because i felt like they were trying to capitalize on like the baby yoda and baby groot thing oh for sure absolutely come on but i still i still enjoyed it okay Okay, what about you? Uh, I really appreciated the Jason Momoa one where he took yeah, off all that one of his was muscles. Good. Yeah. At my party, we had more or less, we had men in one room and women in the other. As it should be. Uh, with a couple of exceptions. But yeah, uh, it was interesting watching that commercial because my room was laughing and the women's room was very, very enthusiastic about that commercial. And they were yelling yeah. and screaming. And apparently there was a bunch of uh, Jason Momoa fans in there. I didn't know. It just sounds like you had a room full of perverts well, is mostly, what it sounds like to me. Mostly. Yeah, mostly perverts. Um, yeah, I think those were good. I think overall the commercials were okay. Um, I didn't think there was anything. Like There were some that were clever and there were some that – uh, were interesting, but I didn't think there was anything super crazy. I think what's more on both my mind and the minds of our thousands upon thousands of fans is did you cheat on your veganistic diet? I did not. Wow. Here's why. Okay. I saw nothing noteworthy worth breaking the diet for. Okay. So what is what did you have during the Super Bowl? Did you just have like a handful of nuts? I had a lot of maybe chips some berries? and guacamole. And those are vegan? Close enough. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a very satisfying thing to have. With the obsec- there might, I don't know, there may have been an egg in the chips at some point, but eh. For the most part, chips are chips yeah. and guac is just avocado right. and stuff okay well and the and that's fair and lime fetus <laughs> was there anything that you would have broken your diet for yeah like if it had been there you would have just i mean we talked about like cocktail wieners yeah they had those but they just looked okay so i didn't oh eh. okay uh, they weren't in a crock pot i'm guessing if no they weren't they that's why they're, they weren't in yeah. a mini crock pot if they're not in a small crock pot with toothpicks yeah. i'm well, out I don't want to root around there with a fork. 
Might as well give um, me some chopsticks. I need this is you know we talked about it last week that we make an outline for our show and this is not on the outline but I I think based on cocktail weenies it reminded me of the story and I need your thoughts okay. on it. Shoot. Last night uh, we went and saw a movie. We went and saw what movie? I don't remember what movie. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. It's a great movie. Good. And yeah, it was really really good. And a lady came in, sat down next to my wife. What a bitch. What a bitch, I know. Well, I took the aisle seat as the gentleman that I am. And she was carrying a cup, like a like a cup you would have in your bathroom, like a disposable cup, and she had bought a giant pickle from concession. Okay. And it was like nibbling and slurping on it. That's weird, right? That's a weird thing to Absolutely. get. Absolutely. Then she also had a hot dog. Okay. And I love I love hot dogs. She proceeded to unwrap the hot dog. She opened, like, the foil that it was wrapped in, and she had, like, mustard in there already. So she was just going to have a hot dog with just mustard. Okay. That's fine. But then she takes the hot dog out of the bun and throws the bun away and just flopping this wiener around, <laughs> dipping it in mustard while she nibbles on her hot and spicy pickle. <laughs> and it took everything I had not to not to just die laughing because – it was literally flopping around like a fish out of water. Cause it's a, it was a big hot dog. It was probably a foot long hot dog, and she's just gripping it at one end and it's flopping around. Did she look like she knew how to handle that thing, or was this new to her? No, she was way. No, this was, this was, this was uncharted territory. She also appeared to be the third wheel on a date because she was with two other people that were clearly together. And then she was just there trying to interject from time to time. Did she put MCT oil in her uh, drink? I don't believe so. I don't think she put MCT oil in her Diet Coke. So it wasn't a keto thing that she ditched the bottle no. for? No. I'm just I'm just curious if, like, if, you know, if you're doing no carbs or keto or whatever, maybe you, like, is a hot dog the only option you have at a theater? Or maybe you just, like, sneak something in like the rest of us? Yeah, I guess. I mean, what else? What else would there it's be? It's just a. You just look so crazy to be flopping around a hot dog like that. I mean, that's what I usually get kicked out of theaters for. But for yeah, flopping that's my true. hot dog but, around. Right, very Pee Wee Herman of you. <laughs> it's only <laughs> happened twice. Um, but I just had to. I just had to get your opinion because I just didn't. I didn't know what to do in that situation. Yeah. It was clearly uncomfortable for everybody around us. Right. And once she finished that foot-long wiener, she went right back to chomping away in that pickle. <laughs> the lady just likes to eat long cylindrical objects. The pickle wasn't. The pickle was thick Ooh, with two girthy. C's. It was, it was two hands. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Wait, baby's arm. No, not, not two hands like baseball grip. You're no. saying two hands like it looked like a baby's arm holding a plum. Okay. Sounds familiar. It, yeah, no, it was it was uh it was sexual in nature. And Did she eat the pickle in how many bites? Two hundred. Oh. I mean like she took tiny nibbles. Oh yeah, she was not But then was also no, she was also slurping the juice as she went. Oh, that's so it was a lot cool. of like bite bite. <laughs> Should I yeah, was, should I not be getting turned on right now? No, I mean I was. We were all aroused, everyone around her. <laughs> You're just rock hard in that theater. What is it? I didn't know that pickles were an aphrodisiac, but apparently they are. <laughs> it's all that dill. It's a it was sexual also a hot, herb. spicy pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, so you didn't cheat. I think the other thing to talk about with the halftime show speaking of being turned on is the halftime show oh man i'm going to guess that your room of men were pretty enthralled by the halftime show and your room of women while they appreciated the effort that went into it there was some eye rolling going on i think that the women were actually surprisingly supportive they were yeah. more as they should be i mean that's amazing yeah. what they did at 50 i mean they're like, 
the more power to you for showing your vagina at 50 years old. But I was very uncomfortable. I mean, not, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it is a little awkward when you're in a room full of dudes. I mean, imagine watching well, porn in a room full of dudes with all their clothes yeah, on. I, I think it certainly depends where you were at. Um, I think that ultimately that show was halftime show was pretty amazing just for the effort that was involved with it. If this, if this had been in like new Orleans, I don't think that a Miami focused halftime show would have worked, but because it was in Miami, it just seemed to make sense. to I me. agree with that. I think it was just a poor choice of camera angles. Cause I don't think that the ladies did anything intentionally to put their crotches in the face of the camera, but, those camera guys were at crotch level, coincidentally, quite often. Do you think that the producers and the people that were like telling them what shots to get were saying, like, give me more crotch? More crotch! Get right down zoom in there! In. Jeff, zoom in! Imagine you're a gynecologist! I want to know what sex that baby is. <laughs> <laughs> if she's got STDs, uh, I want to know about it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought the effort and like the music was amazing. I think that also seeing I saw a tweet afterwards that they talked about Pornhub put out the percentage of searches that people did immediately afterwards for both J Lo and Shakira. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people's first thought must have been after watching that, like, I should go to Pornhub. <laughs> oh, now that the halftime's over, I need to go to the restroom for a minute. Hey, what's your Wi-Fi password, Frank? What's Frank, get me the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Did anyone just oh, hear boy. a drum beat? <laughs> <laughs> so that you know, that kind of covers the Super Bowl. The game itself I thought was okay. Um, hey, we we predicted the winner. We did. We picked the Chiefs and they won. Pretty exciting for the Midwest. Graham, just as a quick point of clarification, Kansas City Chiefs play where? In Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. So just in case the only Twitter account you follow is that of President Trump, he incorrectly after the game congratulated the people of Kansas. <laughs> Which really you just can't you can't make that shit Did up. You really? Yeah, you didn't see no. that? Yeah, he goes, the great state of Kansas is proud of you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, there were a couple other things that happened last weekend, one of which is America's sixth favorite sport, which was the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Which we, we picked and talked a little bit about. So I'm just going to give you three names for the men and women, and you decide and tell me who you think won. Okay. So for the men, um, the last – Three people that were all in the match, Edge, Randy Orton, or Drew McIntyre. Who do you believe won? Wow. I, first of all, I didn't know Edge was still doing it. He's not. He the, he had just come back. He went to like oh. Panama and had stem cells put in his neck and thought, you know, now that I've got two kids and uh, I've had experimental neck surgery to try and come back, that I should I should give this a go. Seems like it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I I actually mentioned this person in my prediction, so I'm gonna say Randy Orton won that thing. Okay, that's a. It was a great prediction at the time. Unfortunately, he did not win. Fuck, I don't know who Drew, Drew McIntyre is. Well, that's is that the winner. Son? So you, it is not. <laughs> I think he's a cousin, maybe. Um, I think he's Scottish. Is really all I know about him. He's gigantic. Oh, it's not the uh, Seamus guy. No, but he's big. Okay. He's a big dude, and he's going to fight Brock Lesnar. Oh, did Sable show up? Should I don't see her name. She didn't show up, um, but still weird that she's married to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Okay. And then for the women, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, or Natalia Neinhardt, daughter of Jim the Anvil Neinhardt. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Charlotte Flair. You are correct. Woo! Charlotte Flair. Does she do that? Uh, she did. She does. Oh, of yeah. course she does. And it's she. Um, she has had. She's changed a lot over the last couple of years. 
And I don't mean by like her character. I mean physically. Just a lot of things have happened. Yeah. I feel like Rick that's, always looked like he was 80. Yeah, he has. So it makes sense that his daughter's aging backwards. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other part with wrestling, strangely enough, is the XFL is somehow back. Yeah, I, that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I just saw that they played a game yesterday, and I know nothing about who played other than they showed a guy. So one of the teams, um, the wide receiver was lined up getting ready to run a play, and he just projectile vomited all over the field. <laughs> like, it's been a he's while. lined up, and then just... <laughs> it's been a while since he's played, so... Yeah, so that's all, that's all I know. It's somehow back... Uh, I don't think we need to care about it right now. If you're listening to this podcast to see if these are things that I should worry about or know in the world of sports, I do not believe the XFL is one of them for you at this point. I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure because uh, they had a full front page thing about it on ESPN. So they did, Stephen A. Smith is going to be commenting on it any day now. Um. But I also think that's part of Stephen A. Smith is on ESPN television and radio for 12 to 14 hours a day. Like, he's got to talk about something. We'll see. It was their first game yesterday. I don't think the season actually starts for quite some time. I think they just had one under the publicity of football's not actually over, even though it is. We'll get to that in a moment. We will. And then the last piece of kind of breaking news that involves – two teams that you and I like is Mookie Betts, um, the star uh, right fielder for my Boston Red Sox, has been traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Minnesota Twins were also involved in the trade, and they ended up with Kenta Maeda from the Dodgers. Not mad about that. No. uh, I hate this trade because – what doesn't make sense to me is that the, the Red Sox did this because they don't want to have to pay Mookie bets. He's a free agent. So what that means is that in baseball, they total up your total contracts, and if you go over a certain amount, they tax you every so often that you go over this set amount. Now, if you're a team like, I don't know, the Atlanta Braves or the Milwaukee Brewers that don't have a huge fan base and don't have a lot of money, sure, you don't want to pay that tax. If you are the Boston Red Sox and make, you know, your owners are worth $10 billion, then you probably don't need to worry about paying a little bit of tax money. That's actually an advantage for you that you can't afford to do so. Uh, They decide not to. So not only was Mookie Betts a great baseball player and good for the team, he also is a really good bowler and has bowled several 300s. Impressive. I know. So he's been traded to the Dodgers. I, I absolutely hate it. Uh, I feel like this will delay me watching baseball until, like, June. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch it earlier because I like Kenta Maeda. I was a big fan of his while he was on the Doyers. Um, How do you feel about – correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Derek Price get involved in that deal too? By Derek, you mean David Price. David, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, He did get traded as well. The Red Sox are paying half of his salary to trade him to the Dodgers with Mookie. Um, Again, I don't particularly understand it because while he was overpaid, um, that, again, is a competitive advantage that the Red Sox have is that they can afford to pay all these players because their owners are worth $10 billion. They own their own television network. They own all the land around their park and have made it this, like, gigantic tourist trap so money is not really an option for them yet they felt the need to trade two of their six best players for those of uh, you for uh, one season for those of you outside the united states they also own liverpool they do they own liverpool which i believe is a pretty successful soccer franchise yeah they are approaching being one of the most historically successful or this season anyway they've yeah won by a larger margin than the top five leagues have ever seen so it's crazy because like i said it it just doesn't make sense and for me baseball was already going to be harder to get into this year with all the cheating stuff that happened 
and then for your favorite team to trade your best player uh, makes it tough to commit to watching 160 baseball games knowing that it probably will amount to not much. I can relate really well. And do you want to know why? Because you're a Minnesota Twins fan, and this is most years for you. Most years, yeah. Yeah. This year, though, could be Joe better. Maurer is literally the only all-star that we did not get rid of at some point. Yeah. Or Kirby Puckett. But you guys – but you signed Josh Donaldson. Yep, that's good. That's exciting. That's a good one. You still got Nelson Cruz, however old that guy is. He's, he's there. Um, they could be a good team this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So – that's it for the Red Sox. I hate the trade. I hate everything about it. I did think it was funny. The Red Sox, one of the players they were going to get from the Twins, I think he's going to the Dodgers now. When I Googled him, it said, I read on several websites that he weighed between either 170 or 270 pounds. Ooh. And he's 23 and has already um, blown out his elbow. And so instead of having an elbow ligament, they took his hamstring and they put that in his elbow. So who is, sounds like a great who is, great prospect to get. Who is that? Uh, I could tell you. It's let's see. He's going to the Dodgers now, though, which means that he'll probably be really good. He's probably going to do what Brian Dozier did and go to the World Series. His name is Bruzdar Gratterall. I don't remember that guy. He's the 67th overall prospect in baseball. Okay. But, like, Baseball Reference has him weighing 265 pounds. But there's other websites that I've seen him in as low as 170 and as high as, like, 280. That's a big fella for baseball. Originally, originally he was going to go to the Red Sox, and so I was trying to, like, talk myself into it. And then I realized that it's a 23-year-old guy that's already blown his arm out and maybe has a little bit of a weight issue. So not particularly fond of that that trade or the result of the fact that Mookie Betts is now going to a Dodgers team. But I also feel like it's a great opportunity for me to jump on the Dodgers bandwagon early, so I may do that. Speaking of uh, weight problems, you know what I've been having some trouble with? What's that? My calorie counting. Oh, gosh. It's so tough. It's difficult. If only... There was a way it, to enjoy the things that I enjoy without having to yeah. count calories. It'd be the dream. Well, have I got news for you. I hope you're sitting down. This week's sponsor gives you a solution. Enjoy everything you want to enjoy in life. And don't worry about the calories. Do you know why? Why? There's that? none of them. What? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Who is this sponsor? Mountain Dew has released zero sugar, which means zero calorie Mountain Dew. Wow. I am sitting That's here hard to believe. with my absolute favorite soda of all time, Mountain Dew. The only soda that I will drink. Pretty much, yeah. If I'm going to drink yeah. a Mountain Dew, or if I'm going to drink a soda, it's going to be a Mountain Dew. Uh, with now, Sometimes if I'm eating Chipotle, I'll have a Coke, but... Now, before we taste test this live... I'm staring at it. I, it's been in my fridge. You... Mountain Dew sent me, uh, along with our check for the yeah. sponsorship, which had a lot of zeros. Yep. A lot of zeros. You know what else has a lot of zeros is this bottle. Do you want... Should we tell the audience before we drink this about... Uh, what a matador is and why that's the perfect way to enjoy a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Would you like to do the honors? So Graham and I, uh, way back when, when we used to sit next to each other and pretend to work every day, we'd go down to this small cafe and buy one liter bottles of Mountain Dew every day. Mm. Now, eventually we looked at each other and goes, your stomach hurt? Because mine does. And we realized that that's probably... <laughs> the culprit but i digress <laughs> so we would get a cup from our kitchen at work and we would fill it overflowing with ice so a solid two inches above the cup is where the ice should stop yep. so more ice than cup yeah and then we would pour said mountain dew into the cup until it got right to the top the ice is floating 
it looks like a glacier. Some of the ice even would drop out, and that's okay. Yep. Perfectly fine. And so we realized that that's the perfect way to drink and enjoy a Mountain Dew. And we called it a matador. And so as you're listening to this ad read, you should also enjoy a Mountain Dew no sugar with as a matador, if at all possible. And we called it a matador because our abbreviation for it was M-T-D-O-R, Mountain Dew on the Rocks. I don't remember if that's true, that is but true. I, I did not remember that yeah, part at all. M-T-D-O-R, Matador, Mountain that's Dew perfect. on the Rocks is a matador. And there are different levels. Okay, I'm going to describe the perfect matador first. Okay, please The perfect do. matador is in a 12-ounce styrofoam cup yeah. with the little, um, what's the ice that's the little balls? Like the Sonic Ice. Yeah, like Sonic Ice or Quick Trip Ice. Yeah. Uh, it looks like like little... Like crushed yeah, ice. Yeah, like crushed almost, but not, yeah. not shaved. No, no, it's got to have some roundness yeah. to it. Uh, that and a 12-ounce styrofoam cup. I mean, yep. anything. Any styrofoam cup, because part of the enjoyment of a matador is knowing that this cup will live for years past our own deaths. Yep. Along with whatever chemicals are in the zero sugar version. Of course, of course. So let's go. So, zero calories per bottle, okay? Um, so you Zero total fat. Yep. Zero carbohydrates. Zero wow. total sugars. Zero That's added crazy. sugars. And for those of you that don't want any protein, this has zero protein in it. Zero protein. And it sounds like the only thing that's in this bottle is just a good time. There's 70 milligrams of sodium, which apparently is oh. 3% of your daily value. So yeah, that's fine. you could have roughly 33 of these if you needed to get your daily sodium intake in. Well, that's a good point. Now, one thing I'm a little jealous of, but at least it gives us a chance to compare, yeah. is I went to three different gas station type places. I went to two or three grocery stores and a CVS and I could not find Mountain Dew zero sugar anywhere. It's just that popular. Which makes me think it's that popular and maybe Portland is a test market for Pepsi Cola. So while you are drinking the Mountain Dew zero sugar, I am going to drink a normal Mountain Dew and we're going to see which one tastes better. Uh, while we're talking let's do a real quick uh comparison here mine yeah. says caffeine content 113 milligrams per 20 ounces what are, what are you looking at there did they did they i better not get a diluted where version you, where did you even see that? it's right there underneath the nutrition facts oh how much do you have 113 i've got 91 oh shit they so yours has more up. caffeine, and mine has 77 grams of sugar, which is 154% of your daily allotment. Holy shit. So I if, can't believe if I yours... used to go to a gas station and get a 44-ounce one of those things and just pound at every... least one of them. We would get these every day. Okay, so I think we should try them. Okay. I'm going to open mine near the microphone. Yep. Oh, I recognize that that anywhere. All right, here's mine. If you Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, let's go the smell test first. Okay, sure. Mine smells like skateboarding and skydiving. Mm. Mine definitely has a hint of snowboarding in it. Okay, good. What if yours smells like rollerblading? Then yours is going to be the pussy. <laughs> it's, got, <laughs> it's got a hint of witch's sweat. Mm, of course. All right. Okay. Well. Cheers. 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 <sighs> 
we all know how mine is going to be. Mine's the OG. There's a hundred and or seventy-seven grams of sugar. It's delightful. The real question is, no sugar. How is it? I really had high hopes. <laughs> oh boy. It's not it, as bad as Diet Mountain Dew. Okay, oh, Diet Mountain Dew is an atrocity. Diet Mountain Dew is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that bad. But it's not a it's Mountain not Dew. the real deal. So you will not be drinking this again? I am going to take the money that they're giving me yeah. and cash it and probably never drink one of these ever again. Now, have you tried a Coke Zero Sugar, formerly known as Coke Zero? Have you ever had one? It has the same effect as a Coke Zero does to a Coke. Okay. That's a great point because a Coke Zero is not great. It's a little like metallic-y. Yeah. It... Hang on. You're going Hang back on. in for a yeah, second sip, I, though. I got to okay. give it another chance. Here we go. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Not good, huh? Not as bad the second swig. Hmm. It's, I'll, I'll, it's kind of like, it's kind of like vegan burger. Okay. If you're expecting so like it a, to taste like a real burger made of right. meat, you're gonna be disappointed. It's like the Impossible Whopper versus a normal Whopper. Get me a Whopper. If yeah, Ugh. if you're expecting it to taste like regular Mountain Dew, you're gonna be disappointed. If you're a diet Mountain Dew drinker, this is a yep. step in the right direction. Okay, so it's a step up. Yeah. If you are a diet Mountain Dew drinker, if you are a normal Dew person, it's a step down. If you don't give a shit about your health, don't bother. Yeah. Right. And I think you know I drink maybe one soda every couple weeks yeah same here and when i do i just get a normal mountain dew and i just go for it i was really hoping i could just jump back on like the daily wagon with this but sorry how do you think it would pair with a dairy queen burger hey that, that's a good question that um that would be a good test actually is to take that to get the flamethrower burger from dairy queen and see how it how it pairs you know what would be another good test is to put this What's up? Uh, Matador style. It would. Um, and I, you know, whenever I think about what food goes best with Mountain Dew, um, for me, it's Taco Bell. Yeah. Good news is they didn't take out the yellow five, so that's still in there. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you the re, part of the benefit of drinking Mountain Dew is that you don't have to use condoms because you can't get anyone pregnant. Right. Citrus pectin. I don't even know... Oh, it's aspartame. Okay. Well, what the nice thing is, though, if I look at mine, one bottle is 290 calories. Yours? Zero. Zero. That is the opposite of 290 calories. Do you know, you know what? Uh, I think, have you ever had one of those sodas that's sweetened with stevia? Yeah. That, I it's have. got that vibe disappointing every time yeah. they're just not good can't go wrong with sugar you can't that little white devil maybe we should call them they put their number on here yeah we should call them i mean we also have you know the line to mr do himself because they paid us so much money for this advertisement interesting i'll keep drinking it well, I'll keep drinking mine, and you know that really brings us to the first topic of today's show is now that the Super Bowl is over, what do most sports fans kind of pivot to if you can't talk about football? Because if you like football or don't, it's always an easy thing to talk about, and you really are done with football now until September. You can talk about the XFL. Yeah, I don't think that's a good look for most people. <laughs> I 
I'm just going to put it out there. I think if you lead with the XFL, there's a good chance that you will have less friends than you already have. <laughs> it's a step in the wrong direction from what we're trying to help. It really out. is. Yeah. So <laughs> that's NFL, a zero calorie know, burp right there. Wow. I could taste that burp. <laughs> but you really have two major sports that you could talk about. You could talk about the NBA, which is quickly becoming my favorite sport to talk about. Um, you could also talk about hockey, which we have never talked. We haven't talked that much about hockey on our podcast. Um, you and I have both gone through phases of really trying to get into and enjoy hockey. Yeah, we had a couple of seasons it is there a, where we were really into it. Yeah, but it's a tough sport to crack and maintain a fandom of. Yeah, it's hard. It's one of the sports. Like I think the NBA and the NFL are much better on TV because you can watch them in like HD and they look great. Hockey is the one that's tough because hockey is so much better when you see it in person yep. versus watching it on TV. It's very difficult to watch on TV. Uh, because you don't understand like how quick and like violent the game is. Yep. And it's just so it's hard to uh, it's hard to follow because not a lot of TV station. It's not like everywhere on TV like football and basketball right. is. So we we My can do a, we can do an already, NHL episode though. We could. My TV's already on TNT, so I get a couple basketball games sure. a week. Because you because you know drama too. I do I do, and it's TNT's. Number one series, Last Ship. Ooh. It's about when the world ends and people are stuck on a warship. Why, wait, why are they on Pretty a warship? Crazy. Because they're people in the military. Oh. Yeah, it's like a war destroyer. How convenient that when the world ends, only soldiers are yeah. alive. That's bullshit. But anyway, so Graham, what would your advice be to people listening that are panicking now because – they no longer have the NFL to talk about to give the appearance that they're actually watching sports. I have got great news. What's your great news? Well, baseball starts soon. Yeah, baseball. I mean, technically, baseball starts in a couple of weeks. Right. So it'll be spring training. You can hold out for baseball. Maybe just lay low. Talk yeah. about basketball a little bit here and there. Don't whatever you do. Do not go to the water cooler. Don't go to the water like cooler. You sit. You sit at your desk and you think about what you've done. But I have I have really great news. This okay. year we have the Olympics. I can't wait. I love the Olympics. Can't go wrong. Uh, when are the Olympics? Sure. <laughs> There's sometime this year. It's also a leap year. They call it the Summer Olympics, so it must be in the summer. Yeah. It's probably during the summer, so you've got that to look forward to. Um, there are a plethora of Olympic events that nobody knows about that you could just go and pick one and be like, hey, what do you think about that guy at uh, the triple jump? Yeah. No one's going to know, so you're going to sound like an expert. Hey, did you see the judo match the other night? Did you see how far he threw that javelin? Nearly killed a guy. Boy, how about that hammer toss this year, huh? Competitive. so competitive in the hammer toss so you have the olympics that are coming up baseball i think most sports fans don't really get into until like the summer so i think really what you should stick to the olympics are a great call to bring that up and ask if people are excited and what they're looking forward to do they like the ceremonies but then there's also the nba um the nba is at its halfway point so you're gonna have a lot of nba talk both on this podcast and in general sports discussions for most of the next couple months. This might be a little bit biased, but a little Easter egg for you is you could mention about how Damian Lillard is absolutely tearing the entire league apart. I love Damian Lillard, not only as a musical artist, but also as an NBA player. It's fantastic. The other thing you could talk about that's slightly related to professional basketball is college basketball. Yep. Because the March Madness tournament comes up in a few weeks, and that's... If you work in an office, uh, you've probably filled out a bracket without watching any of the games all year, and you have the same chance to win said bracket as the person that's watched every game, and that's the frustrating part about Maybe it. Maybe even a better chance. It's actually probably true. I remember that somebody um, picked Vanderbilt to lose because they sounded snooty. 
That was their reason. And did they? And they did. It's just, you know, when all else fails, you should just remember if they sound snooty, they probably yeah. are. So when it comes to, you know, things to focus on right now, stick to the NBA. We're going to continue giving you NBA news. Bring up the Olympics. And then if you really want to get crazy, you can bring up the March Madness tournament. That's that's kinky right there. You can. Now, we just mentioned Damian Lillard, and we talked a little bit about a baseball trade, but the NBA trade deadline just passed. It was earlier this week. And what that basically means is that the NBA says that you're allowed to trade players up until a certain point, and then you can't again until the season is over. And so those couple days leading right up to it are usually pretty busy with a lot of trades going down at the last last second. Mm -hmm. Anything good happen? There were, you know, there were some interesting trades. There were some people moves. Um, you know, probably the most interesting thing that happened that people are talking about in my neck of the woods is that the Houston Rockets traded their starting center and are now playing with guys that are all six foot five and under. Which is not very tall for somebody in the center position. Yeah, Normally that's your, the your center. Yeah, your center is normally between six ten and like seven foot. And so for the Rockets to just not have one is really unusual. But they kind of play this unique style where all they do is shoot three-pointers. And so they don't really need a center. I wouldn't think you would need one when you have Russell Westbrook and, you know, the beard. The beard, James Harden. Yeah. So we'll see. A lot of people are talking about that. Um, you know, there were some other trades and, but it got me thinking that if you could trade both players and things that your city is known for, how much more exciting it would make the trade deadline. For example, if Minnesota could trade both a player, so in this case, let's say Andrew Wiggins, who was traded, and 30 different hot pots, or hot dishes? Hot what are dishes. they? I think it's hot yeah, casserole. Hot dishes. It, Thirty casseroles to Houston Rockets for a draft pick in fifteen pounds of barbecue ribs. Ooh. I think that's way more interesting for the trade deadline. Is that each city where a team is has to give up something their city is known for? So the Blazers could give a lot of things. They could give away Nike. We could give away Nike. We could give away Adidas. Yeah. Um, Danner. You could give away a signed picture of my favorite Portland Trailblazer of all time, Rashid Wallace. Ooh. Um, Remember he had that just like one white spot on the top of his head? Yeah. Rashid Wallace. A... Clyde Drexler. Bill Walton. Yeah. Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. Scotty Pippen. Known, you known give for a lot. being a Blazer, really. Damon Stoudemire. Oh. Um, let's see. We could give away weed. What about, uh, what's the donut place? Voodoo Donuts. Yeah. yeah we could give away Voodoo Donuts. We could give away, we could give away flannel. A lot of flannel. Um, could you give away, um, could you give away plant-based diets? Yep. We could give away 20-somethings. Yep. Salmon. We have a plethora of Californian residents that live here. What about the bookstore? Powell's. Powell's. Yeah, of course. It's a city yeah. of books. You know, Houston, besides giving away humidity um, and barbecue ribs, they could also give away the rapper Paul Wall. Ooh, yeah. You know what? Funny you should say that because I think that Paul Wall and humidity would be a great incentive for the Phoenix Suns to trade someone. I agree. And the Phoenix Suns could trade their gorilla mascot. Yep. They could trade the uh, sun. They could trade all of the puns that have to do with the word camel. Mm. They could trade for outdoor misters. I mean, they could trade Mexican food. Could they ever? They could trade Sir Charles's favorite restaurant, the Which Lolo's is? Chicken and Waffles. It's a great restaurant. That's terrible. You know, if you had. If you're Atlanta, you could trade away any number of strip clubs and the rapper Ludacris. Ooh. 
But don't even think about trading uh, Childish Gambino. He would be upset. No. Listen, T.I. is off limits. <laughs> you know, some of the cities I think would be easier than others. You know, like not to pick on Milwaukee, but I think Milwaukee would be tough. Yeah. As someone who's been to Milwaukee, there's not a ton of things that I can think about that I'd really want. Cheese curds, Aaron Rodgers. Beer. Cheese curds. Miller Lite. The Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> Um, Lake Erie. You know, Tor- <laughs> Toronto could give away um, any number of things Drake. having to do with Drake. <laughs> they already. Tr- that's how uh, Justin Bieber got to Los Angeles, I think. That sounds right. The Lakers and the Clippers both are in LA, and there's really, you could give away any number of plastic surgery options. You could uh, go to Memphis and give away some barbecue. What if they did like a uh, a, a barbecue exchange? But then you'd have to decide like what barbecue is better. Is it the Memphis? Is it Houston? Kansas City has great barbecue, but they don't have an NBA team. They could trade Patrick Mahomes for some Memphis barbecue. You know, there's a thing you can do that I've always wanted to try. I don't enjoy fantasy sports that well like fantasy football or baseball but there's a thing called league of leagues where you combine fantasy baseball football and basketball and you have to play for two years but you can make cross trades like this so Mm -hmm. you're trying to win both the sport so you're trying to win like the nfl season but then you also have to win the overall competition over two years And it sounds so complicated, but then you could have trades of, like, Patrick Mahomes for Steph Curry. Yeah, you could. That would be a good one. They could trade shares of Apple. It would just be so hard to commit to something for two years. I can barely commit to staying alive for two years. I'm trying to think if any other teams would have something good to trade. I don't know. I think we probably named them all. The Miami Heat I think could trade Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Stop. That's just impossible to top. They could go to. Uh, they could go to um, Wisconsin. They could. They could go to. They could go to Detroit in exchange for RoboCop. Ooh, good choice. Because RoboCop is from Detroit. Right. Everybody knows yeah. that. But the original RoboCop, not the remake that came out a few years ago. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, I want the 80s RoboCop. They could, uh, that would be good for Miami. Miami could use RoboCop. Yeah, I think so. They could also do trades, you know, there's a lot of options when it comes to, you know, like the Boston Celtics or the New York Knicks, places where it's cold, but they could trade for warmer weather with a warm weather team that's not as good. Right. Um, New, New Orleans think, wouldn't have much to trade. What are you talking? They'd have beignets, just beads. They just give no, beads ben- for everyone. They would trade six thousand beignets and the history of jazz <laughs> to the, the Utah, Utah Jazz, jazz. Who, for the Mormon religion. They need each other. That's a match made in heaven because I don't know if you've ever had a beignet, but they are delightful. I don't know if you've ever listened to jazz, but Utah really pumps out some good jazz. And we're both Mormons, and we know how great that religion is. <laughs> oh, but we're the we're the fundamentalist kind. Just what ask is, our yeah, wives. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, so I think in hindsight maybe trading actual things and people and religion is a little complicated. Maybe the NBA should just stick to the way that they do. That's probably best. They, I mean, they've been through this before. Yeah, but the nice thing about the trade deadline is you don't actually have to know who was traded. You just have to be able to ask, what did you all think about the trade deadline? Yeah, so find your local team or whoever, yeah. whoever most of your coworkers subscribe to. And just say, what do you think about uh, how our trades went?
That's all you got to say. Boy. And you'll be done. Boy. So I think that the trade deadline, we figured out which Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, you know, while they're a great sponsor, we're not a huge fan of the product. And talking about the post-Super Bowl and NFL section of the sports calendar, that's a pretty big episode uh, for everybody to digest this week. There's a lot going on here. There is. So I think that, you know, as you're kind of getting comfortable, you've passed the NFL season. Now just remember, you're talking about the NBA and you're talking about the Olympics. And if you can do those, you should be good. You should be able to float through to the Olympics, which is just going to give you days oh, so of much information to talk about. What's your favorite Olympic memory? Memory. Um, that's a good and question. This is a, well, it's a leading question because I already know what I'm going right, to say. Right, right. I just have to try and top you without knowing what yours yeah. is. Yeah, and that's going to be tough. Um, prob- probably Greg Luganis hitting his head on the diving board. That's a dark, dark twisted turn. Did I outdo you? Um, you're not dissimilar. Um, mine was going to be, I think it was the last Winter Olympics. They had Bob Costas on NBC every night. I didn't know Winter Olympics was included in this conversation. I just said Olympics. <sighs> But Bob Costas, who was on the, he was like a host, and on like a Monday, his one eye was like kind of crazy looking. I thought it was just like, oh, his eye's red, maybe he's not sleeping, it's in China. But then by Tuesday, it was very clear that he had pink eye. And by Thursday, the pink eye had jumped and was both eyes, but they still had him on TV. And it felt like, you know, you and I both have had our fair exposure to farms. It was like a farm animal that it was just time to put it down conjunctivitis this is, is a, a real killer his eyes were like sealed together and they were leaking at one point they had to cut his eye open like they did in rocky 2 he's like a newborn kitten <laughs> it was just the craziest thing i'd ever seen and they kept putting him on tv can you please stop come on just get him so off. along with both you know that and the jamaican bobsled team probably my favorite olympic memories or uh michael phelps smoking weed that was a pretty good one yeah does that count he should yeah the guy eats twelve thousand calories a day how else are you gonna eat that much if you don't smoke some weed no kidding. amen Twelve thousand. amen well as always um this has been a blast i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have any ideas you know how to reach us we are watching sports at gmail at Gmail with a I-L, not an E. Preferably. We answer to dot com. We will. It's 2020. Who are we to determine, you know, sex or orientation? Not my president. <laughs>